This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Hold on, check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and today we have a busy day. Truly, so much going on. It is Southern Charm premiere day, and coming up later in this episode, we have an interview with Shep Rose and Craig Conover. I sat down with them earlier this week for a quick little chat, and we got into it. We talked about Naomi, we talked about Paige, we talked about A-Rod. There was a lot to discuss, and we got into it very quickly. I also, I want to get your thoughts before, before I get into, I'm going to talk about Beverly Hills. I'm going to talk about the girls trip premiere. I, I want to get your thoughts. I'm thinking about doing some little Friday mini episodes like we did for Top Chef, but for Southern Charm, because it's on Thursday nights. I want to talk about it, but I don't know if there'll be, you know, the right time during our normal episodes in the week. Let me know, slide into my DMs or slide into my uh, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts if you have uh, a yay or nay about Southern Charm mini solo episodes, because I think it might be fun, but also, if y'all don't give a shit, I don't need to give a shit. But anyway, let's talk Ultimate Girls Trip. For months and months and months, this show has been just bubbling under the surface, waiting to come out. There's been rumors, there's been drama. There's been back and forth on social media. Dorinda and Vicky are fighting. And it is finally here. I was lucky enough to be at the premiere party the other night. So I got to watch the episode a little bit early and uh, watching this action-packed premiere in a room full of drunk people was frankly a, a really great, a really wonderful experience. I was eating popcorn. I was eating red vines. The red vines, uh, I, I'm a Twizzlers person. So red vines, not my favorite. Ultimate Girls Trip, Ex-Wives Club, pretty, pretty fantastic. The thing between season one and season two, and I mean, if you've listened to the podcast, you can go back. It's all there. You can binge. We we accept that. I really enjoyed season one. I had no major issues with it, but it was certainly a light and, uh, you know, just frivolous experience for the most part. And this second season, we knew it was going to be a lot. But just in this premiere episode, there is more plot and more story and more drama happening in this one episode, which is like half a day at Bluestone Manor, than in the entire first season. And so I'm buckled up. I'm clocked in. I'm ready. We're going to talk about it. We're going to mention it all. Today, I'm just talking about the first episode, and then on Monday's episode, we're going to get a little bit more into episode two and three, just, just for, to get the lay of the land. And also, I'm not going to get to Dubai today because there's just, there's too much going on. We'll be back with Dubai. Bluestone Manor, it's it's gorgeous, of course. It's lovely. It's a beautiful home. 
Uh, as Dorinda said, she's lucky that it's her second home. You know, she's not stuck there all the time, like uh, like Vicky might be suggesting. But I love the way they're setting up this season that Dorinda obviously is the host and she's been working for like six whole days to get the place ready. By the way, I want to know how much they paid her to use this house because like, I know they're all getting paid to do the show, but like she better be getting a chunk of change extra because if I'm going to have all of these psychos in my house and I'm going to have, you know, dozens of crew members and staff and camera, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I hope she's getting compensated fairly. But then I love how they have the other women in this like staging area. They've flown in, I'm sure, the day before in Hartford, Connecticut. It feels like when you're like at war, like in like the Civil War or like the the Revolutionary War or um, like any of those wars, you know, like the old ones. I don't know about how I don't know about war these days, but, you know, like in olden times when there were like you know, the soldiers, and they would, like, set up camp, uh, let's just say, like, a mile away from where the battle was going to be, from, like, the enemy lines, and they're like, okay, like, this is where we get ready, and we have our, like, big map on the table, and then at the crack of dawn, we're going to, like, go over the hill and, like, fight for our lives. That's what Hartford, Connecticut feels like in this episode. It's like, okay, we... We've come to Hartford, Connecticut. We're going to, like, make our final packing list. Uh, Brandy's going to probably take a couple shots. Vicky, you know, probably should have taken his Xanax. You know, everybody's kind of getting their their wits about them. And then the second you get to Bluestone Manor, you're, you're in the trenches and shit's going down. And so we have the cars. The way they split up the cars is kind of fun. It's like we have like the California crew, but Brandy is by herself. And then we have Phaedra and Eva. Eva, I have to say, I'm Eva felt like the most kind of questionable casting on this show. But I feel like people forget how funny Eva can be. She was always, when she was on Atlanta, she was always giving good comedy in the confessionals. I feel like she's one of those people who is maybe not a central figure that is going to carry the show, but she's great at providing commentary. I think she's hilarious. And I talked about this with Bryce Sander yesterday, but when she arrives at Bluestone Manor and greets Vicki Gunvalson, that moment was just, I, I mean, it was beautiful because she knew a, you could tell she had studied, taken notes on how to greet Victoria Gunvalson, which is on your hands and knees, bowing down, showering praise, making her feel like she's the only girl in the world. And Vicky's like, who the fuck is this? Like, no clue. No clue. Um, Vicky is just something else. Knowing now, after watching this first episode, that she went on this trip the day after Steve Lodge dumped her. It's like, on the one hand, I want to have sympathy because obviously mama is going through it. But on the other hand, it's like, you still are just, she's so tough. It's tough. It's hard. It's, and she, nobody has ever had a bigger storm cloud over their head than Vicki Gonvalson going into this week at Bluestone Manor. She doesn't know where the Berkshires are. She doesn't want to know where the Berkshires are. How does anyone live here? Where do you go to whoop it up? What is this house? It's old. It's blah, blah. It's scary. There's a chandelier that she doesn't like. It's, I, I mean, obviously, we're going to see how the whole week unfolds. And she says now that they were treated horribly while they were there. And Dorinda was the least gracious host ever. But it's like, 
I mean, it's not like she was exactly going in with an open mind and a warm heart and a positive attitude. Like, I don't know. I, uh, I just, Vicky is tough for me. I was introduced to her at this party on Tuesday by a friend of the pod, Dave Quinn. And Dave, God love him, is like, oh, Dylan is like, does the Bravo by Betches and like all of the, like, you know, like, like explaining to Vicky who I am. And thank fucking God, Vicky completely blank, no idea, doesn't know what any of it means, no idea who I am. And I'm like, I was, I've never been so relieved to not be recognized because... I don't think Victoria would love me if she knew some of the things I've said or posted or thought about her. Uh, so sometimes it's a it's sometimes it's a blessing to be anonymous. But you know, the center sort of of the conflict of this first episode is Ms. Brandy Glanville. And going into this episode, I was thrilled to learn that Brandy and Taylor have not spoken to each other or seen each other since I guess it would be since Taylor left Housewives. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, baggage there. Uh, Tamra has had this like online issue altercation with Brandy and that's a whole thing. Vicky just doesn't think she likes Brandy because (laughs) no reason. I don't know. (laughs) But I mean, the Brandy and Taylor of it all really is just, it feels like something that this show is giving us that we never would have gotten in any other format. Maybe they would have run into each other on the street. Maybe they would have taken a selfie together. But we would not have gotten this kind of interaction between them, and we certainly wouldn't have had it filmed. I, if you had told me a year ago that we would be watching them hash out, have a heart-to-heart, or an attempted heart-to-heart on Taylor's part about the year Russell died and Taylor staying on the show after she was being abused and all this stuff, it's like, this is cutting deep. My reaction when I first saw that moment where Taylor and Brandy are talking about this time of season two of Beverly Hills and how when Brandy first came on the show and Brandy says that it was the hardest year of her life. It was the hardest year of Brandy's life when Taylor's husband abused her and then committed suicide. And it's like, uh, I felt like my like circuit was bri- what do circuits do? Like break, reroute, reboot. My internal computer broke because I'm like, no, 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 wait, no, what? And then they're doing the side by side confessionals of Brandy talking about how her life was hard, and Taylor just like her brain is breaking too. Her computer is doing that, and then she says, "Cry me a river," and I fuck. I love Taylor Armstrong. I, she's one of those people where it's like, I haven't thought about her that much over the years just because she's been gone for such a long time. And she hasn't been one of those former housewives who's all over Instagram and out and about and you see her at events and things like that. She really has, she left this kind of world, which she probably needed to. I mean, Kennedy's like a fucking adult now. What? But like, Taylor just is giving for me. She's She's present, she's accounted for, she is understanding the assignment. And I love that she is really coming across as like the the sane one to Brandy's, you know, 
delusional nightmare in this first episode because not only does Brandy say this when she's talking to Taylor and you know Brandy seems to leave this conversation thinking that they've had some kind of breakthrough and she's like I'm so glad we talked like I I can't wait to like keep you know getting <laughs> closer with you and Taylor's like Taylor's like I literally like you less now than I did an hour ago before we talked like what on earth about that conversation made you think that we were like making inroads to being friends but then they sit down for dinner and Brandy is doing it again. She's bringing up in front of everyone how this was the hardest year of her life. And I mean, God bless Phaedra and Eva and probably Bicky. Like, they have no idea what she's talking about. And then Taylor's like, oh, yeah, that was the year my husband died. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, right, right, right. I'm sure they've all, like, heard of that. It was a pretty big moment when it happened. And Brandy is just like, she's digging herself in this hole of just seeming like, I don't know if it's like, it's sort of like callous. Like she, uh, she can't understand why it's a really, really bizarrely bad look to be making Taylor's husband's suicide about her. But you know, <laughs> it's gonna be a great week. There's gonna be so much, so many fun times. Jill's gonna show up. I, the, the Jill surprise is. I don't know how I feel about that. Whatever. I feel like it was just like it was a Jewish holiday, so they're like, eh, we'll do something clever but i'm very much very much enjoying that so far and i can't wait to talk about it more summer is fast approaching which means more social events more weddings to attend more nights on the town and hopefully more vacations that's why i'm so thankful for today's sponsor honey love for covering us with the best shapewear with honey love you can feel your best even when you're wearing less they've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear plus they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor for a limited time only you can get honey love on sale get 20 percent off your entire order with our exclusive link honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Now we got to go to Beverly Hills, or more specifically, we've got to go to Mexico, where the ladies of Beverly Hills are getting drunk on a boat, or at least Erica is. Um, they are having a little boat day. The, the night before, they have a nightcap in Diana's suite, and um, this is where we first sort of see Sutton and Erica thawing a little bit with each other. Everybody's talking about their divorces and... You know, I think Sutton and Erica are in not the same position, but they kind of can see each other in the sense that their divorces are still really affecting how their lives are, how their finances are, all of this stuff. Whereas like Diana's like, yep, mine was easy. We just split the money. And Kyle's like, oh, I love Farrah's dad. Like, we're good, whatever. And meanwhile, Erica and Sutton are like, well, fuck me. But, you know, they're having a little uh, they're having a little moment. And the next day, they're on a boat. And 
Erica Jane Girardi has never been less lucid in her life. She in the car on the way there, she's saying, I'm lit, I'm lit, I'm drunk. Oh my God. And the thing is, she's been talking up and down this show about how she's now medicated. And I don't know all the details of her medication situation, but I would say most um <laughs> most pharmaceutical products that seem to be the type of products that Erica is on don't necessarily pair super well with binge drinking. And, you know, I'm not a medical professional. Talk to your doctor. Don't sue me. But Erica is, to take a turn of phrase from Tamara 10 years ago plus, Erica is naked wasted on this boat. She's laying down on the couch. She's rolling around. She's putting a hat over her head. She's talking to herself. She tells us that Tom used to have a boat called the Illegal, like illegal, but also like the eagle, the bird. And that is a whole can of worms I can't even wrap my head around right now. But seeing Erica in this state is just, it's something else. They're later, they're talking about how they had similar experiences with their mothers and they have, you know, tough Southern moms who give tough love and all this stuff. And Erica is like babbling on about how it's because they're from a state where everybody did agriculture and you had to like get your crops if you wanted to live and there were no textiles. And I'm similarly confused, like Kyle, I'm like, what, what are we, what are we talking about? Erica's not like the daughter of a farmer, I don't think. We've never heard that before. <laughs> like, okay, maybe like a hundred years ago, but it's like, it's like, aren't you from like Atlanta? It's a city. I don't know. Very weird. But Diana is still really just not feeling Sutton. And I have mixed feelings. I Because I like Sutton. I am a fan of Sutton. I think Sutton brings a lot to the show. I find her very watchable. I don't want to be a fan of Diana. Obviously, there's that's another can of worms. But in terms of like Diana doing a good job on the show, I want her to do a good job on the show. But then it's like, I feel like she just is saying the same thing about Sutton like 12 times in a row, where it's like, she's clumsy with her words. She's obsessed with herself. And it's like, yeah, maybe. But at the same time, it's like, what are you bringing to the table? I Obviously, like, it's interesting to hear about her life. What happened with her brother was very sad. But it's like, I'm not getting any, like, I'm not, like, latching on to Diana in, like, the group dynamic. I, I don't think she's bringing a lot in that sense. Whereas Sutton, I feel like she still is. I could watch her and Erica go back and forth between loving and hating each other 25 times a season. I'd be down every time. And Sutton has, you know, different drama going on with everyone in the group. Now she's buddy-buddy with Crystal. They seem to have quickly patched up their things. Crystal just doesn't want to be called a liar. She says she's not manipulative. I don't know. I feel like manipulative is one of those words where it's like, I feel like everyone is manipulative sometimes. If you're not, like, you're probably just not good at getting what you want. I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, Sutton is giving us content. And I feel like Diana is kind of just, she's like on repeat. And... You know, she gets stung, she gets stung by a jellyfish, which I guess that's content. Erica tells Garcelle, go down there and pee on that new girl, which is just... <laughs> Drunk Erica is maybe my favorite Erica. Because I think Erica is one of those people where 
she is not as funny as she thinks she is. Like when she was on Watch What Happens Live like a month ago, she's like cracking jokes, like trying to drop all these punchlines and like none of them are really hitting. But when Erica is just blacked out on a couch saying whatever pops into her head, whether it pertains to the conversation or not, like that's the Erica that is funny to me. And maybe she should tap into it more. Later at dinner, Garcelle is having a birthday party. She tells Rinna, Rinna can't go because she has, you know, some other Harry Hamlin thing. And she's like, oh, well, I invited Denise, so I wish you could be there. And I also have mixed feelings about this Denise thing. Because I, like, I think Rinna was very shitty to Denise when she was on the show. Garcelle wants that to be patched up, maybe. But it's like, Denise isn't on the show. Denise left two years ago. So I don't really, I don't need Denise to be a storyline on this season of Beverly Hills. And I feel like Garcelle is like carrying that bone a little too much. And I'm like, yeah, just let it, let it go. We don't need that. It's fine. And then that's it for the Mexico trip. Sutton and Erica are getting along. They're talking about their dating app, escapades. Sutton's on the Bumble. I can't believe Sutton's on Bumble. Like, I feel like Sutton should be on Raya. Or like, Sutton should hire like Patty Stanger. She should have a matchmaker. That's the problem with Sutton is it's like, I don't think you're going to find the guy you want on Bumble. I've been on Bumble. Shit's bleak. It's bleak. It's bleak out there. But then the last kind of moment of the episode is when they're on the private jet home. And Diana's like, everybody sit wherever you want until Sutton sits down next to her. And she's like, no, no, no. Same seats. Same seats as as before, but only for Sutton because I don't want to sit next to her because she's a bacon eating vegetarian and clumsy with her words and uh, obsessed with herself. And I'm none of those things. I just don't like dust or shopping. And, you know, whatever, Sutton says I can get my own plane, and maybe next time she should. Anyway, stick around, because we have that interview coming up with Shep and Craig right after this. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Welcome back, everyone. We are now joined by two OGs of Southern Charm. They are back for their eighth season tonight on Bravo. Please welcome Craig and Shep. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for being here. So excited to have Southern Charm back. It's been kind of a long break for you guys since the last season. So I think everybody's really excited to pick up where we left off. Yeah, blame Bravo for that. We're, <laughs> we're ready at a moment's notice. <laughs> well, Craig, you've been uh, you've been pretty busy in your Southern Charm off season because we've seen you on Winter House, of course, and then also a little bit on Summer House. 
what was it like coming back to Southern Charm? Did it feel nice to be back or is it like treacherous waters? No, it felt good to be home. You know, that's where we started and uh, I enjoy it. As much as I don't enjoy watching it back, I enjoy um, filming it. Filming it. So, uh, you know, it's a little different. I didn't handle their surveillance shows too great, uh, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was a lot of, it was a good time and it was cool to get back to Charleston and dress up again and be bougie with Patricia. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess, yeah, in Southern Charm, at least you know what time the cameras are going to show up to your house. And what time they're going to (laughs) leave. What does it feel like now knowing that you've been doing this show for the better part of a decade? We've seen all of you guys go through a lot on the show. Is there anything you feel like has really changed about you or just kind of like a natural progression? You think, you mean due to the show? Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's natural progression. That's part of it. That's part of our lives. And I think it's helped us and maybe even accelerated uh, some maturity or some changes. It's been all in all a a positive experience. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we've both had some ups and downs and it's just kind of fun to be where we're at now and be able to look back and appreciate all of that growth. Um, you know, it is part of our lives now. Who knows where we, what we'd be doing um, <laughs> if Southern Charm never found us. But it probably wouldn't be as exciting. Like, uh, yeah, hopefully I'd be one of the funniest commercial real estate brokers in the state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might not we might not have a sewing down south store if uh, if you weren't on TV right now. <laughs> you actually have to work at the Conover Law Firm. <laughs> Yeah, my hours would be a lot different. Yeah, definitely. Totally. Shep, it's exciting to see in the premiere, we see that Taylor has moved to Charleston. You guys seem to be doing really well. Was it at all nerve wracking to have your relationship kind of more front and center on the show this season? Yes, it was. Would you like me to expound on that? (laughs) Uh, Feel free. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, we we knew that... um, we would definitely be in, under the microscope and the subject of discussions outside of our control, talking about us and how we were, what you think, and what. And it definitely wore on me. And uh, I, I, I did some stupid things that it made it even worse, and said some things I wish I hadn't have said. But yeah, it's just it. It's a lot of pressure, and it's the three month grind. And it's and you know people are like oh shut up man you're 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 on TV how hard can it be you're like you don't understand like the anxiety um, you know before and especially after you film a wild fun scene you just don't know. And so it it can weigh on you for sure. And a relationship. Right? Well, yeah, and I mean we've seen a lot of relationships on this show over the years. Obviously, some of them more successfully than others, but it's not always a, a walk in the park. Even if you have a great relationship, coming on TV is different. That's true. And uh, I mean, I would like to tell you, I, I can definitely tell you that we're doing great right now. When the camera shut off, it was a, it was like, okay, all right, deep breath. Let's go travel somewhere. Let's go really take our mind off of things. And we did that. And uh, we had a blast. Totally. Craig, obviously, when we found out that Naomi was going to be coming back to the show this season, it was kind of like, you know, that was the big news. I'm curious from your end, did you know for a while that she was probably coming back? Or was it kind of a surprise at some point? What was the timeline of that like going into this season? Uh, she actually called me and uh, 
and asked before any of that happened. So she, um, she, you know, she called and was like, look, this is your show, um, but I'd love to come back if you all have me. You know, I thought it'd be great for the show and for, for, for the audience. And so, you know, I told the production company, you know, let's do it. So, um, yeah, I think she handled it well. And uh, she know. brought she brought it too. like you're going to definitely she raises some eyebrows, not in a negative way necessarily, but she she didn't hold back. And maybe she did in years past a little bit. She was. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, even just from the premiere, I mean, at Catherine's 30th birthday party, which it feels wild that we've been watching you guys for such a long time and Catherine's just now turning 30. But I mean, you guys wasted no time. The The women were going at it. You guys were outside having your, you know, whole group dynamic that it's a spicy premiere for sure. It's going to be a spicy season. Yes. Um, it, it's it. it every it every episode is just as crazy. Um, we go in every year like let's everyone's like we're just gonna have some fun just fun I'm like you know that's not I mean yes we will but uh, there'll be much more weighty things going on behind the scenes or on the and on also we never really understand what the girls are fighting about to begin with (laughs) so it's always pretty confusing to us why they're yelling at each other or who's on whose side it seems to always change. So yeah, sometimes it seems like there's two different shows, you know. Um, <laughs> so it feels like the root cause of some of the stuff with Catherine and Naomi is this rumor about Cameron, who hasn't been on the show for two years, and then there Naomi left, and now she's back. So like, there is a little bit of it that it's like I don't really remember exactly why everyone's mad at each other, but <laughs> clearly there's tension there. Yeah, I mean, I I know that. You know, Naomi said a lot of stuff in the press uh, when she left um, and definitely got involved with Catherine's stuff. So I think that they have more animosity than we thought because I don't think that they've ever talked about it. Um, I think that's the first time they're probably seeing each other, what you guys got to solve since... Girls girls don't forgive and forget quite as handily as men, I've I've noticed. (laughs) Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day, and it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. 
Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Well, I'm not sure between you two and Austin, there's there's a little bit of tension there too. I'm curious, Craig, coming into this season, obviously you had spent a lot of time with Austin on Winter House, Summer House, and then also, you know, you guys have your podcast together and all this stuff. Did you know that you were kind of in a little bit of a rough spot coming into this season with him? Or was it kind of something that just bubbled up in the moment? Yeah, we weren't in a great place when the season started. Um, I had some serious animosity towards him and frustration. But, you know, I never discussed it with him because that would be the mature thing to do. Um, (laughs) And I just continued to say that's what comes with, you know, being friends with Austin. Like, whatever, he won't do it again, he won't do it again. Whatever, whatever it was, I should have talked about it. So, you know, it kind of spiraled out of control and you'll get to see us work through that this season. But yeah, we were definitely, you know, the problem started last summer and uh, you'll get to see the tail end of that in the fall. Austin and I conspired to uh, take down Craig at the beginning (laughs) of the season for sure. We were like, he needs his comeuppance and we're we're, we're the ones to do it. So I'm I'm serious. (laughs) Yeah, of of course. (laughs) We had a plan. We had a plan. (laughs) And then they wonder why I stopped hanging out with him for a little while. (laughs) No, but that was a a product of that. (laughs) Craig, don't don't confuse the sequence of events, please. (laughs) Well, he was very hurt that he didn't have the full account of what happened when you were in Las Vegas. Uh, Well, that was, it was, I was like, Austin, I was like, Austin, why, why, why would I continue to tell stuff when you have to, Austin is incapable of keeping a secret. Um, Also, we, yeah, we, I mean, we were in a, we were in a bad spot, but yeah, I thought that was funny too. I mean, I, I have to imagine when you've been on a show like this for so long with these people that are also your friends, it's a tricky thing because you don't necessarily want everything to come up on camera. But then if they know information, obviously there is kind of this pressure to talk about it. So that I'm sure that plays into your decision of what to tell. We've always said, and Craig and I, um, you know, been there since the beginning, like you've got to be real and raw and honest. You just have to, to because a, that's what our job is, you know, for, for lack of a better word, but B, like, yeah, um, the audience knows when you're trying to be someone you're not or, and, and it just behooves you to tell the truth, however painful it might be. It just does. Yeah. It always comes we, out. We wouldn't be sitting here if we were trying to protect ourselves all the time, you know? Totally. And I think that's, that's part of the reason I think your show has been successful for so long is because people really feel like they're getting maybe not 100% of everything, but like really you're not always just giving the most flattering portrayal of a relationship or a friendship. Like we've seen each of you go through your rough moments and your breakups and your fights and all of that stuff. Like it it feels like we're seeing real relationships play out in front of the cameras. Yeah. We punish ourselves, but it's good. It, you know, it's, it's basically holding ourselves accountable in front of everyone. Um, And we just, you get there and I mean, I'm sure there's times that we've both been like, all right, we're going to stay away from that. But 
Sometimes we it's surprising to see who takes whose side. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. What? Did you remember what he said about you? <laughs> and now you're defending him? Like, come on. Be consistent. <laughs> yeah, it's like everything comes back around. And I... Craig, I know people were surprised a little while ago to see you, I think, on TikTok with Madison. Everybody was like, what's what's happening? Like, <laughs> how are they, you know, not ripping each other's heads off? Like, what what is that relationship like at this point? And how does Madison kind of fit in the group now? Obviously, that she and Austin are, it seems like, fully in the past. Yeah, I mean, you know, fortunately, we have our own relationships uh, with Madison. I think we might have a different one. But I had been friends with her for you know, almost 10 years. And it really sucked when, uh, when we went to war. And so we, we <laughs> kind of like decided to stop hating each other last year. And it was delicate because Austin's still sensitive about it. So I, I, you know, I wanted to be respectful of him, but I, I was friends with Madison first. So, um, you know, she came over my house and we watched the reunion <laughs> together. It was my first time ever seeing it. Um, and her, her fiance came, so I met him and he was great. And so, um, you know, we're, we're, we're doing better. We're doing better. And you'll get to see us a little bit this season. But, I mean, how, Madison and I don't hang out. But how tall is he? Because Austin likes to say, I'm taller than him. That's such a weird That's thing to such say. Such a weird thing to say. Uh, my parents liked him though. He was I, he was sitting down when I when I met him because he was sitting with my parents. <laughs> you watched the the Southern Charm reunion together? Yeah, it's on. You can watch it. It's on Bravo uh, dot com, <laughs> and it's a two parter. And so like, I'm just like, there's no way it gets worse than this. And she's like, just wait, it does. I mean, my hands are like this the entire time, but. It was pretty fun. I mean, I feel like probably the person who came out of that reunion looking the worst was Alex Rodriguez. So, like, at least you were off the hot seat a little bit. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I you know, we that was on, on the tip of everybody's tongue at the time. And I don't know how anybody, um, you know, there was some, I think, dissent or discord about how to handle it because everybody was asking about us. And we didn't say the name. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was all it was so complicated and uh kind of hilarious looking back. For it sure. was crazy how all road, you know, people say all roads lead to Bravo, but I'm like, how is this happening right now? <laughs> I know. Your your little show from Charleston is really out there making an impact. <laughs> the funny thing was Madison's like convinced herself it would never come out. But she told I was like, that you can't put the genie back in that bottle, you know, once you open it. That's too big. Well, I mean, truly, we've gotten so many, so many wild moments over the years from your show, but that is certainly up there. But um, is there anything from this season that you are especially looking forward to or especially dreading having to relive uh, on the show? There is a date that happens that I am, I'm, have never been more excited to watch something in my life. We can't tell you who, but you're going <laughs> to love it. And uh we have a. We go up to Charlotte to Austin's parents' house. And they're moving uh, away uh, down near Charleston, actually. And uh, we, the three of us, go up there. And um, I mean, I, I it's as, as hard as I've ever laughed um, while filming, which says something because I've had a lot of fun. But we both, um, you know, I yell a little bit more than I should. Me too. So I, uh, you know, it's going to be tough. I definitely. Don't handle my frustration with certain stuff this year. Great. So um, it's going to be a chaotic one. Yeah, man. It's just, it, again, it's it can wear on you, um, and you can get emotional, and you can be stubborn and not want to apologize, and then that, that makes it even worse. And it's just this. 
But it's definitely we're transparent because you know you definitely get to a point where you're like f it, um, and like Shep said, you're just yourself, and there's only so much calculating you do before you get pissed off. I mean, we don't. We're just ourselves, and that's kind of you. Like you said, maybe that's why we're on so long because it's it's authentic, and you you get to see us in our good, but also our bad. So. Totally. I, one last thing. I know people are excited, Craig, to see more of your relationship with Paige on this season. Obviously, we've seen sort of the groundwork being laid on Summer House. Before she came to Charleston and filmed for this season, were you like giving her like spark notes on how to handle everyone in the cast? Or were, were there any like flashcards happening? <laughs> you know, I tried to do that with Naomi um, years ago and it just didn't work. And, you know, fortunately, we've realized that he learns it this year, but, um, no, I was just like, you gotta let it fly. Um, you know, like she knows I'll always have her back and protect her, but you know, you just trust that, you know, at least, you know, she's done it before. Um, so, you know, I wasn't going to try to change her at all. Um, and there's no way to prepare someone for it. It's just, we're a bunch of maniacs and, uh, it's like childbirth. You, yeah. can't, you can't tell anybody how to be. You just gotta, how do you, how do you prep someone for like the Catherine Dennis experience? You just don't. No, she's fascinated. No, it makes by, like, no sense. Paige Nothing. is fascinated by Catherine. She loves it. Um, you know, <laughs> for the first few things, she just got to sit back and kind of take it all in. And she was like, you guys are nuts. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Yes, we are. Yeah, I mean, that that birthday party was certainly a trial by fire for coming into this group. So, you know, I'm sure she can hang. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited for the new season. And everybody should watch Thursday nights on Bravo. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. Let me know in DMs or Apple reviews whether you want Southern Charm little mini recap episodes on Fridays. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.